Well, good morning, 6.30, right on the button. Um, just want you to know that, um, you know, for what it's worth, our numbers are staying up here on Tuesday morning. Uh, we Last week, I think we had 73, which is a little down, but it's, hey, you know what, 73 guys, somebody say amen. I don't know. So we, we've got um, a few weeks left, so let's keep, keep the momentum going. Right, Stephen? Is this your first time, Stephen? Stephen Hamilton's first time. This guy, this guy just graduated from college. Congratulations. Now the real world is right before you. Okay. Amen. Good to see you folks. Um, you know, today is our 11th tea time. And before we tee off, just want to say a few words here this morning. Uh, we're coming up to our 14th week, to the end of our 14 week study here. Um, and I just want to, I want to encourage us to keep, keep on coming and keep on the, on reading and getting everything done and, um, trying to ask the Lord to teach us to pray. Keep on doing that. On week 13, today, this is week 11. On week 13, we're going to talk about what's next. Um, some of you have been asking what's next and, um, I'm going to mention that on 13th. Now you're going to have to pray and ask the Lord, uh, what, what, if anything, your part will be, uh, but we're going to talk about that on the 13th week. Um, our goal, gentlemen, is to become men of prayer. Our goal is to become 100 strong men of prayer. Uh, just this past weekend, I was at Olivet for my daughter's graduation, and I was um, sitting at a luncheon. And uh, another pastor came up to me and said, ah, tell me what's happening at your church. You know, that's what, that's what we pastors do. You know, how many did you have Sunday? How much money did you raise? All that kind of stuff. I said, I'm, let me call Roy Heffron. I'm not sure exactly. But I was just telling him about some things, you know, the prayer room coming up and the, telling him about you. And, he, he, you know, and, and to me, after 10 weeks into our 13th week, I'm kind of used to this. You know, it's still incredible, but I'm used to this. And so I'm just saying, oh, we'll have, you know, some 80, 70, 80 guys meet on Tuesday morning, 6.30. And I kept going, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you say? I said, I, what, what do you mean, which part? He said, you know, about the men. He said, well, I have well, 70, 80 men that, that come every Tuesday morning and we study prayer. He said, good night, your church is going to do great things. That was his response. Your church is going to do great things. Why? Because men are praying. And so that's the goal. Not, that, not for our glory, but for His. 100 men, 100 strong men of prayer and men of faith. And brothers, I just want to tell you, that doesn't happen in 14 weeks. Our goal 
doesn't happen in 14 weeks. It, it's a great start. Um, it, it is, it is a, and is an exciting start, but, but what we're doing here, our goal of being a, a man of prayer is a lifetime pursuit. It is a lifetime directional change, if you will, as we seek God with all our hearts. We can accomplish this, but we accomplish it together as men of faith, 100 strong men of faith. Even though it doesn't happen in 14 weeks, I want to say again, this is a, a great start. Um, for many of us, you, many of you have sent me emails or talked to me in, in the foyer, different places about, about what has gone on w- with you in your life during these 14 weeks. Um, somebody asked me, I think it was a, maybe two weeks ago, if, if it'd be possible just for a few of us to, to testify about what this, what, what has gone on in our lives during these 14 weeks, or actually 10 weeks up till this week. So I just, I don't know if anybody wants to share something that God has said to you, some, something that has happened in your life during these 10 weeks that we've been together. Um, this would be a form of an encouragement to, to us. Anybody want to share something quickly? Just a second, Larry. I probably ought to get this. Think about something you need you need to tell us that would encourage us. Just real quickly. Amen. All right. That's short and sweet and great. Anybody else? You better remember that, brother. Yes. Amen. Significant impact on improving our relationship. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. Well, as a result of all these <coughs> sessions, we uh, had a couple of prayer sessions in our house and and uh, oh, a few other things along the way that I just thank God. Amen. Amen, Jim. Good. Yes, Carl. Amen. 
Well, my attempt to uh, thank God in all situations, um, if I hadn't lost my job, I wouldn't have been able to come to this. <laughs> it's really deepened my relationship with him. Amen. Amen. Wow, that, that was good. That was good. Thanking God in all things. Wow. Amen. Anybody else? I just thank God for His faithfulness. God, God wants to work in your life and mine to get us from here to where He wants us to be. And, and it just takes some discipline on our part. It takes some, it takes some, some if I could say, some effort on our part in, in, in the direction of the spiritual disciplines. And God just pours into our lives. At least He, at least he has with my, with my life, and I'm, I'm just grateful. Well, I praise the Lord. <clears throat> Where are we here this morning? <clears throat> you guys got me all flustered there. Good. <clears throat> Don't forget, week 13, what's next? That's what I want you to remember. We're going to talk about what's next. Uh, we've been talking the last two weeks, this, last week and then, then this week, we'll talk about what the benefits, who benefits from our prayers. Last week we talked about the, the unbelievers, people that, that have not accepted Christ yet, benefit from our prayers. Do you believe that? Did anybody pray? You don't have to, you know, you can maybe just raise your hand, but did anybody pray for someone new that, that this past week as a result of the chapter that doesn't know Christ? Did you just start praying for someone new? Anybody? Anybody, anybody pray for somebody that doesn't know Christ this past week? It's very good. Very good. <clears throat> you remember, I think it was about two years, maybe it was a little more ago, a little longer ago than that, but we, we filled out or we wrote names on yellow cards. You remember that service? We uh, passed out yellow cards and people wrote 1,200 names all together. Uh, the people, especially in their family or close friends that didn't know Christ. Well, we still pray for those cards. We pray for the names on those cards every Wednesday night in our prayer meeting and, and other times we pray for them. And it's been, it's been a, a blessing to hear how God is working in the lives of the people that we've been praying for. Just a few weeks ago, you know, we pass out some of the yellow cards. Everybody gets one of the yellow cards every week and, and we pray for the name or names on those cards. And, and somebody got a card, oh, about three weeks ago, I think it was, and, and said, um, well, the name on my card has, has found Christ, so I'm, I want another card. <laughs> so it was, it was a, another example of how when we, when we pray, when we ask God for direction in our lives or help for people that need Him, that, that He works in their lives, not necessarily in our timing, but He works in their lives. So we prayed for unbelievers. The chapter for today, we, it talks about this, a very crucial, very important part of our praying, especially as parents, um, is praying for our children. And I don't know if there are many better reasons for us to be men of prayer than to pray, pray for our children. Um, most dads are proud of their children. I am. My daughter graduated from college, magna cum laude, by the way. Oh, man, she gets that from her mother, but that's another story. 
And yeah, I'm proud. I remember my dad. My dad used to carry around my sister's report card. Never carried mine around, but he carried my sister's report card. And he'd carry it in his pocket so when he'd pull it out, or when he'd pull something out, the, the report card would fall out on the ground. Oh, what is that? He'd pick it up and say, oh, it's my daughter's report card. You ever seen one like this? Dads are proud of their children. But often, as we noticed in the chapter, the author pointed out, we are proud for, oh, what I would call shallow reasons. Not bad reasons, but secular reasons, if you will, for, for pursuits here on this earth. Um, on page 179, oh, he's talking about, um, he's talking about all these achievements, and he says, um, these are uh, the bottom of page, toward the bottom of page 179. These are the dreams that fathers, at least the ones in my locker room, have for their children. And I often walk away thinking to myself, that's it? These are the most important things that these guys hope for? Kids who pursue trophies, grades, money, and babies? It's not that I lack any interest in these things. It's just that I want so much more for my children. I believe that God made them for a purpose, and He has a divine plan for their lives. I long to see them make a Christ-honoring impact on their world. And that's why it's so critical for me, as their dad, to pray for them. Praying for our children. The author uses John chapter 17 as a model for parents as we pray for our children. And he breaks down John chapter 17 um, in, into five pursuits or five aspects, different priorities, like priority prayer he talks about. Is it important to pray for your children? Um, Carla was working with a, uh, a lady that was connected to our church, and the lady was telling Carla about how her teenage, young teenage children were walking down a path that was not pleasing to the Lord. And Carla asked her a simple question. Uh, Do you pray for your children? And and it was a question that you expect a parent that's connected to a church to say, yeah, I I pray for them. And she said, well, no, I I don't. I, I never pray for my children. Now, this is a lady that's connected to our church and knows about spiritual things and had never really prayed for her children. So Carla challenged her. So would you just pray for your children every day? You're their mother. Pray for them every day. And she started praying for her children. And within three weeks, the prayer or the concern that she was expressing to Carla was starting, at least, starting to be resolved. And she just can't believe in her life what is happening as a result of her prayer life, her renewed prayer life for her children. Now, that was a real surprise to me. I, have to, I was, guess I'd say shock that a Christian parent had never prayed for her children along the lines of spiritual things. Every now and then for these other shallow things, if you will. And I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying they're shallow things compared to I want my child, as Marty prays, to be a world changer. Do you pray for your children? Page 181. Jesus' example, toward the top of the page, Jesus' example teaches us that interceding for others must become a priority for us, 
no matter what is what else is on our plate, no matter how busy we are, we pray, especially for our children. Our author talked about um, prototype, that's it, prototype prayer, to be an example to your children. Um, I like how he's talked in, in the book in the past about how he prays with his children. You mean, remember the part, though, some weeks ago where he talked about driving his children to school and he prays the, um, the, the armor on and each one of them takes a, uh, one of the pieces of armor? That's pretty cool. I like that. But praying to model before your children what it, is, what it means to pray, how to pray. <clears throat> Don't just pray for your children. He says, pray with your children. I like this book because it's practical, and I've said that before, but it is also a good teaching tool. There are some really good ideas in here on how to help your children learn how to pray. I am challenging my daughters to read this book. They don't know Bobby Bowden. That doesn't impress them that he wrote the foreword. But I'm, in, I'm challenging my girls to read this book because there's some good, practical um, ways to pray in here. Because I want, I think I can say more than anything else, my girls to be women of prayer and women of the Word. They're coming home next weekend, not this week, not this weekend. They're coming home next weekend, and it's right toward the end of our prayer room, and they're all both excited to take an hour in the prayer room. And that just kind of warmed my heart. Prototype prayer. Do you pray in front of your children to model what it means to pray? Uh, he goes on to say personal faith prayer. He takes that from John chapter 17, verses 1 through 8. Let me read that for you. John chapter 17, verses 1 through 8. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those who have given him. You have given him. Now this is eternal life, that, you may, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on the earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. Look at the sentence on page 186. Top of the page. What is foremost in Jesus' mind as he prays for others? Eternal life. What is important to Jesus as he prays for others? Their, their eternal life. Most parents pray with regularly that their kids would make Friends at school, stay away from, do from dogs. Oh, that too. Stay away from drugs and alcohol. Get good grades. Obey be better at home. Be kept from harm. And avoid sexual activity. Great. But how often do we pray for our children 
to know God. Now think with me the answer to this question. When is the last time, those of us that have children, that you pray that your children, your child comes to know Christ at an early age? When is the last time we actually prayed that prayer? I like the story that he talked about in the book of DeWitt Talmadge. A man in the book called DeWitt Talmadge. And this young man, his mother would disappear on Saturday afternoons for a couple of hours. They never knew where she went. I mean, it was not a big deal. They just, I wonder where mom went. And years later, after she passed away, they found a journal that said, that talked about her going away to meet with a small group of moms that specifically prayed for their sal- for the salvation of their children. Every Saturday, a small group of moms praying for their children. And of course, the author said the, the, the story, is it any wonder that all 12 kids that she had are following Christ because she spent time praying into their lives? He said, the only thing I'd like to change about that story, if you remember when he said this, is if that group would have been a small group of men praying for their kids. I'm... <clears throat> I don't know that I understand the significance. I'm trying to ask God to teach me this, but what is the significance, Father, of men praying? What is the significance of a man grasping the heart of God and living for God for all these worth? What is the significance of a group of men that come together in one accord and pray to the Father for issues, family, church, community, world. What is the significance of that? I don't think that we really understand how powerful this is. The only thing I'd like to change about that little group is that they'd be a group of men praying for their children. Personal faith prayer. Page 187. Um, Christ wants disciples, not decisions. So it's not just praying that they come to faith. It is modeling before them and teaching them and leading them into a life of faith. One hundred strong men of faith. That's the goal. Us right here. One hundred strong. The next one is protection prayer. I'm sure that most of us have prayed this for our children. Protection prayer. This is He talks about this in John 17, 9 to 19. We'll let you read that later. But protect me from the evil one is the prayer. Protect my children from the evil one. Who will protect our children from treacherous enemies? Only God can. I like these four. He has four ways that he has prayed for his children in the area of protection. Do you read those? Those are, just, those are really good. First, I've prayed that my, this is on 189 and following, I've prayed that my children would hate sin. I read that and I said, I don't think I've ever prayed that, that my children would hate sin, but I am now. I'm praying now that. The second thing, I've prayed that my kids, my kids' sin would quickly come to light. As they're walking down the wrong path, will you shine your light on that, Lord, powerfully? so that they will be moved. Third, I've prayed and still pray that my two daughters and one son would have quick-to-repent hearts. That's good stuff. 
And fourth, I have prayed for my children. I prayed for my children what Jesus taught me to pray for myself regarding temptation. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Pray. 100 strong men of prayer praying for their children. Protect them from the evil one. Then finally, he talks about people prayer. John chapter 17, verses 20 to 23. Harmony in relationships. Of course, I pray that for my daughters, but it's not just who their their future spouses will be. Um, I've learned over the years that girls are cruel to each other. (laughs) Testing, testing. Is that on tape? And so I pray for my daughters' relationships with their friends or the people around them. People prayers. If we don't pray for our kids, who will? I like that phrase. I know that some of us have children here that are are not walking according to the truth, are not walking and um, being faithful to God's will and way in their lives. And if it's true that men praying together can make a difference. What I want to do this morning is pray for your children. All of us together, praying for children that have strayed somewhat, or that you're concerned about in one way or another. Um, I'm concerned about um, my daughter that graduated. I mean, you know, she's going, going out into the big bad world. It's not going to be... I can't... I can't protect her anymore like I could the last four years but I just she's going out there and it's it's nervous it makes me a little nervous my little girls going out into the big bad world but there's some of us here today whose children are not walking in the truth and we are going to pray together that God would get a hold of their lives we're going to do it as 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 a whole group and here's what I want us to do If you would like us to pray for your child, I would like you to just um, just come and stand up here. Um, you can do you can stay where you are if you want, but if you want it, if you want us to come, if you want to come, why don't you just come up and we're going to pray for your child. And I just want their first name. I'm going to turn the microphone off, and we're just going to pray. We're going to pray for the salvation of your child. You know, when we wrote the names on the yellow cards, it broke my heart to see all of those folks come down and put those yellow cards on the altar and know that 97% of those names on the cards were family members. Anybody? Come, we can pray for your child.